When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I am your co-host, D.C. Marshall, and he is... Alfred Edmund Jr., and we got a really important topic that... It's going to be more fun than you think when we tell you what it is. We're talking about taxes and tax season as we go into 2022. We're talking about not waiting to April 1st to deal with it, but getting being proactive right now as good stewards of our financial resources. Now is the time we need to talk about tax season. And boy, do we have a great expert on hand to talk with you about that for this show. Yeah, you know, uh, Kimberly is, she's necessary just as a black woman, as a CPA, as an author, and the fact that she is respected, um, a respected thought leader and authority from black enterprise to even her local market. She's so necessary for for black people, for our community. Um, So I'm so excited about today's show to really talk to her and to share her genius. You know, when I met her, Alfred, I was blown away that she was a packing agent. Like, can you imagine going into your job with packing? Like, come on, say something, twisted. We definitely like, want okay. to get her to tell her a little bit of her story when we bring her in, because that's she's just amazing in general, but that story itself is really great. You know, we have a special guest, but we wanted to just really talk about why we are here today and why this show is, you know, to talk about all things uh, taxes, because we are in tax season uh, for a lot of us just preparing ourselves for for this. But Alfred, um, you know, today's show, we, we, we know we always have this driving question and the question um, is where do we begin when we start talking about taxes? Um, because it's so overwhelming, right? It's, it's where do you begin and uh, what do we need to know? Um, even though we do this exercise, like we do this every single year at the beginning of the year. But what I love is that we have an expert today. And listen, Bebe, she's a boss. She is the everything. You know what, actually what I thought about Alfred, I like that we have Kimberly here, because I don't know a lot of super bad black women, former IRS agents, CPA, and who know God and allows God to lead. Do you, like, do you know others, like a lot of others who have Kimberly's background? In my world, and of course, 30 plus years at Black Enterprise, knowing pretty much who's who, Black in every area of finance. I don't know anybody that's 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 like. If you don't know them, they don't exist. Because yeah, I don't. I don't think they exist. I mean, she's amazing at her profession. She has an amazing career journey that I, you know, when we bring her on, I'm definitely going to want her to talk a little bit about. And she really approaches her work, her career, 
as a ministry. And we all hear any God can use you in any way for ministry. You don't have to be a preacher or a choir director or a praise dancer or a deacon or usher to be a, a ministry. That literally anything that you do that can that can help other people is a ministry. And she's a living representation of that. Um, so yeah, um, we're talking, of course, about Kimberly Washington, Washington CBA Services, LLC, author, media expert. <laughs> You'll turn on the TV in her home market any day. She's on there. She is that one. She, she is did. the one. And, and, and I know I don't know anybody um, who had the, quite the background, quite the pedigree, quite the anointing, quite the sense of purpose, godly purpose as Kimberly Washington. So without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Kimberly Washington. Hey, Kimberly, how are you? Thank you so much. I appreciate that introduction so, so, so much. And I like one of the things that you said, Alfred, that we all have these gifts, these talents, and God can use no matter what it is, even if it's taxes, right? And we can still use it for God's purpose by calling so that we can help people. And that's just really summarized my journey. And I'm really, really grateful for it. Tell us a little bit about how, how you came to, to this calling. You know, where did it start? You know, I, I've heard this story before. Anybody who is part of the Black Enterprise, but I think it's a great story. Just talk a little bit about, you know, how you came to be doing what you do now, who you are now. Right. And so my story is a little bit unique. And so when I was about 16, I actually started working for my dad as an accountant. He had recently left go his account at that time. And he was actually doing his own books and records. So he brought me in and I started helping him and kind of fell in love with accounting at that time. I wanted to be an architect. My dad has an architectural firm here in New Orleans, responsible for a lot of great designs. But once I started doing accounting, I went to school for accounting, graduated, started working for the Internal Revenue Service shortly after as a revenue agent, also criminal investigator. And just like Dee mentioned, I actually carried a gun. So I learned, I went away for six months, learned how to arrest people, speed chase, uh, shoot different guns, learned all of those things. But when I got back to my post, I just realized with my gun on my side, I was like, I just knew that guy was saying, this is not your thing. And so I was like, okay, that was my dream job. So it was kind of hard to let go. But I did let it go. And I'm glad I did because it opened up so many doors. God opened up so many doors for me to start writing. I wrote for, of course, Black Enterprise, different media outlets, so many to name, really. A lot of major media outlets today. I still contribute with Forbes as well, tax analysts. And I do a lot of appearances for them too at today. But also started my own business, wrote a couple of different books. And so now you'll see me on the news on different channels especially here in New Orleans. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, Kimberly, but I'm going to tell it, say it now publicly. Every time you tell your story, I have this vision of like turning on Netflix or Hulu and seeing Kimberly Washington, Washington, tax agent. Da, 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 da. I mean, it, it, just, it just sounds so cool. Yeah, it, and it really was. It's been a cool journey. And a lot of people don't think about accounting like that. And they really don't. I didn't think about all the great things you can do. We thought at the time being in college, even with my professor, you know, sitting behind the desk. But I always knew that accounting for me was just not going to be behind the desk. I knew it would be me being out because I knew what kind of person I was. And I was able to bring my personality into this to teach and to help. And I really have enjoyed this journey. I really did. And you know what? One of the things you just said in terms of how it is that God assigned you with your skill and your competency outside 
and um, on center stage. And let me tell you why that just spoke to me when you said you knew you weren't going to be behind a desk. You actually needed to not be behind the desk because you are reaching more people on major platforms, major stages, the, even this show, Black Enterprise, because when I met you, Kimberly, you were at a conference, right? And I think what you do, or let me just speak personally in terms of what I heard, I heard you as a knowledgeable expert, um, made me a little bit comfortable about now addressing or get, uh, getting more involved in looking at how I'm managing my finances, because I heard you talking about deductions. And so what it does is it's almost like a carrot in a good way to bring us in. So God knew what God was doing when he moved you from behind a desk. You needed to be speaking yeah. at conferences. You need to be contributors on major uh, morning news. You needed to be uh, at Black Enterprise so that you can invite more of us in. Because even our topic on, on today's show, you know, it's still awkward for a lot of people. Look, I look, no shame and no shame. I hired Kimberly, okay? So I'm not going to tell all my business, but I hired her. Right, of course not. But um, again, there's so many layers, I think, to how God is using you. You needed to be the one. Also, Alfred, I know you know this. Kimberly, I know you know this. For Black people, we don't trust everybody. So when it comes to like financial planning, CPA, bookkeeping, all of those kinds of things, estate planning, we want to see people who look like us, who we feel comfortable and safe talking about our messy story. And so God really used you to put you on center stage um, to do the work that you do. I like what you just said. And I even think of, I had a younger, I taught at Dillard University here in New Orleans and I had a student who looked up to me and, and now she's actually in this space. She's on the news talking about finances, not so much taxes, but finances. And she's my mentee. And I know had I not been in this space. So now she's on the news. And so we need to see more people like us in this space, especially in the financial world, especially yeah. with tax. I haven't seen so many Black women in this space at all, you know? And so, and it just shows when you look around. So we do need to be in this space. We do need to be in this space. Yeah, and to Dee's point, you need to be visible in this space so we can replicate the success that you represent um, so that other Brown girls and Brown boys, for that matter, can say, no, this is something I need to learn that I can talk about on in a variety of platforms, both within the church and outside the church to really replicate this information, this wisdom, this knowledge, and this success. So, you know, again, you can stop talking and me and Dee can just talk about you for Let's us. Let's talk so about you, basically. We can do that <laughs> because you are, you are all that amazing. But I do want to talk about something we've talked about on my series, Your Money, Your Life. What I think is one of the unique things you bring to the table is you do get into the the emotional and, and mental issues that we struggle with around financial topics in general and taxes in particular. I'm a 30 plus year financial journalist. Even as a so-called personal finance business expert, I am intimidated by taxes. I don't know anybody who's not intimidated by that, even if they are a so-called expert, even if they are educated, even if they have degrees. And a big challenge is, you know, what Dee talked about, we're often, we struggle with one, admitting that we're intimidated, admitting that we're scared, admitting we don't understand. And, and two, the trust issues that's kind of part of our legacy as black people that we've inherited from previous generations that you get in my business, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what you're gonna do to me. You might take my house away. You might take stuff away from me. So yeah, I, I really do wanna talk a little bit about that before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts 
of tax planning for 2022. But Kimberly, I wanted you to talk a little bit about what I consider to be one of your unique attributes as, as an expert in this space, your ability to get around the emotional and psychological issues that many of us have around taxes as you're, as you're helping people. Talk a little bit about that and how you came to that as, as, as part of your approach. I think that's really key. I'm really big on, like Demarsh was saying, making certain that I provide a place where people can discuss their information and they can trust that it's not going anywhere. And so one of the things that many people will understand that even when I, I don't mention who's my client, like um, Demarsh will just say, well, I work with her before, whatever the case may be. There's no one around that I mention who I'm working with or whatever the case may be. And I just make sure that it's a safe place understanding some of the challenges that I had early on and during my college days, I just make sure that I ensure that a person who comes to me, a client or whatever, and even a friend, confidentiality is so key to me. And I think that also comes with just the opportunity of working for the Internal Revenue Service. It was really big on that level too, while working there. So I just make sure that I transfer that within my own practice or even amongst friends and families that's coming for advice. So let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of what we need to be thinking about as we get ready for the new tax season. What are some of the key questions? For example, standard deductions versus itemizing. You know, again, standard deduction is simpler. Um, it's what most people feel like they should do. Is it always the best? And how do you decide what's really best for you ultimately? Right. So it really depends on your personal tax information. So number one, determine whether or not you use a standard deduction versus itemized deductions will determine throughout that year what type of expenses that you have. If you are someone who's going to itemize, you'll be someone who may be paid as it relates to charitable contributions. This could be amounts paid to your church. Also, maybe you had state taxes withheld from your paycheck. That could be another thing. Also, when it comes to itemized deduction, it could be that you own a home and your mortgage interest. So you want to make certain that you calculate your total itemized deductions, you compare it to your standard deduction, and it differs based off of your filing status. And your filing status is really based off of whether or not you're married or not, generally speaking. And then that's how you're going to determine whichever one is higher. You're going to use the standard deduction or the itemized deduction to reduce the amount of your taxes. But the biggest thing as you plan and keep your receipts and make certain that you're looking at things throughout the year so that when it comes to tax time, you'll be able to determine which deduction is best for you. If you're an entrepreneur or let's say you're what some of us call a dualpreneur, you may have a regular job, but you have a business on the side, you have freelance work, you have a side hustle, whatever you want to call it. How does that impact how you approach this tax season, especially since a lot of people were forced into that whether they want it to be or not during the course of the economic disruption of the pandemic. So to be honest, when it comes to, let's say, for instance, if you're someone who has a nine to five and a side hustle, it really won't impact you as much because when it comes to itemized deductions, these are mostly personal deductions. So when we talk about number one, your home, your mortgage interest that you paid on your home, we know that's personal. And even money that you pay us relates to charitable contribution. Most often I say it that way, but it's mostly personable. So in those cases, it will not impact whether or not you have the nine to five or a side gig or whatever the case may be. You may still want to consider the same rules that determine whether or not you itemize or if you're using a standard deduction. Talk about the difference between, and I, even I get confused about this when I'm talking about it, I have to be very careful tax deductions versus tax credits. 
So they work a little bit different and I'm gonna try to keep everything as plain as possible. <laughs> so just to not go over anyone's head, but a tax deduction and tax credit, they work a little bit different. They both can reduce the amount of taxes that you owe, but a tax deduction actually reduces it by a percentage, right? A tax credit reduces it dollar for dollar. So let's say for instance, you calculate your taxes and your tax liability is $2,000. Well, what a tax credit would do is actually if the tax credit is $2,000, it would eliminate that tax liability down to zero. Whereas a tax deduction, it would only reduce it by a certain percentage. So in most cases, if you're able to, you wanna take a tax credit, if the option is available, you wanna take the tax credit versus the tax deduction once you're able to make that determination. That may not always be the case, you may not always have that option, but generally speaking, that's the difference between the two. And and now, and because you're in or talking about tax credits and tax tax deductions, where does write-offs come in? Is that or is the language used interchangeably with uh, deductions, or can you just explain that? So people say write-offs all the time, but they mean the same thing. They're okay. tax. Some people call it tax breaks or tax deductions, or sometimes it's even referred to as tax credits. But when someone say, okay, I can write this off, it just simply means that, hey, I'm going to take this deduction for it technically. So it's just used interchangeably, but it's all still one and the same. So Kimberly, talk a little bit about the impact of this, this unique circumstance that we've been living under the last 18 months um, with, with the coronavirus and both the economic changes and, and, and unique circumstances, as well as other um, sources of income that we wouldn't have to have dealt with prior to 2020. As we're looking at the tax season for 2021 going into 2022, what are some of the things that we need to be thinking about? Um, and whether it's PPP money, stimulus checks, unemployment benefits, talk to us about some of the things that we need to keep in mind. So it's a couple of different things and you bring up a good point. These tax seasons are looking a lot different from prior tax season, especially even preparing tax returns on my side. But one of the things on a personal side, unemployment benefits, many people collected unemployment benefits during this year, earlier part of this year, the IRS announced that the first $10,200 is not taxable anymore. So it means that many people who receive it and even file tax returns, they may have included it on their tax returns, but they no longer have to pay taxes on it. So the IRS did start to amend those returns within house. And so that means that a person who did receive it didn't need to do anything. But if you're someone who's listening, did receive unemployment benefits and you didn't receive an adjustment letter from the IRS, you may wanna talk to a tax professional because you may be due some money from the IRS. Another big thing as it relates on the business side, this is a really big one. It may not impact every single small business owner if you're someone that's listening, but that's something called the employee, um, employee retention tax credit. And so this is a tax credit that's available where in one year for 2020, you can get up to $10,000 per employee. For 2021, you can actually get 7,000 per employee per quarter. So that's three quarters that you're eligible for in 2021. So that's about $21,000 you can get for 2021 for one employee, right? So this is a credit that's available for someone who had employees um, during this time and they were on the payroll, they pay payroll taxes, they may get up a large amount of money. So that's a big one. So that's just a few things to look at. And of course, last but not least, when you talk about stimulus checks, if you're someone who has yet to receive it, 
you can claim what's called a recovery rebate credit. And so you may want to go back and look at that and claim that credit on your tax return. You know, and I definitely want to get deeper into this um, when we come back from the break. I'd like you to talk to members of our audience who, again, many people are intimidated by the whole tax process. What would you say, and again, we can go deeper into it after the break, to people who feel maybe they haven't filed taxes for in the last couple of years, maybe they didn't file because of the pandemic, um, maybe they didn't file before the pandemic, and then of course the pandemic was even more disruptive. There's a segment of the population that almost feels like if I could just stay off the IRS's radar, you know, and keep my head down and it'll go away. What, you know, I'd like you to get into, you know, when we come back from the break, what should be the mindset of those people? I mean, you can't, it's, I, I would say it's probably not wise to just hope they never ever talk to you and notice you. But I think that you do a really great job of assuring people to navigate through those difficult situations. Um, and dealing with, with the IRS and dealing when with we come, How about when we come back from the break? We got a wrap sign. We'll be right yep. back. It's Be Lifted Up. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. This is before we went to the break, Kimberly, I, I was doing a long drawn out way of asking this question. Suppose mm -hmm. you're scared of the IRS because you're in your head in trouble with the IRS. You haven't filed for a while. There are things you haven't taken care of. And maybe during the pandemic, you took that even further because of the disruption in your life. What, what do you tell people who, who feel like they're, they have to kind of get back in good with the IRS? I think that's really a good question. I think that you bring a good point. A lot of people, like you say, are very afraid. And sometimes they may receive letters from the IRS. They don't even open it, you know, and just, just so much fear, anxiety. I try to walk my clients through that. 
to just saying, and even if you're not a client, you're someone just asking a question, I'll say, it's going to be okay. And I know it's, you know, you're on the other side, but it really will be okay. It just will. And I just can't say it enough. If you're someone's listening, it will be okay. The first step that I would say is create an online account. That's something you can do at the IRS.gov. And if you're someone who has yet to file, just maybe in the last few years, you can actually download your transcripts. So you can say, okay, how much money did I make in 2016 or 2017? Um, how much did I pay as, as it relates to mortgage interest? Everything is in one space. You know, Which years do I need to file? Because sometimes people may have lose, lost count, right? So that online account is so helpful and that's one good place to get started. The second thing that I would say is just start the process, You know, filing the tax return because it may not be as bad as you think. And so a third thing I would say that this is just really some really good tips here is that even if you owe penalties, you may have it be in a place where you can actually have them abated. There's something called a first time penalty abatement. So you do want to keep that in mind. Another thing, this is a huge tip. And I learned about this early on as a young CPA. But if you are someone who owes the IRS and let's say, for instance, um, you may owe for the year 2009 and this amount is sitting on your tax return. Depending, I'm saying this lightly, this, you know, depending on when that tax return was filed, the IRS has what's called a 10 years uh, statute of limitation. So now we're going into 2022. They may no longer be able to claim or request that you pay that amount. And a lot of people don't know about the 10 year statute rule. So it's so many different things that may work in your advantage. But if you're like feeling some kind of way, you can work with a CPA or professional talk to someone that you trust, just take some small steps, you know, someone you feel comfortable with and take some small steps, but it can be resolved and it will be okay. I've, I've dealt with people who owe $400,000, you know, just so much money and it's been resolved. The amounts have come down and at the time it will. So you can set up different plans or whatever the case may be for you, but it will work out. It just will. And I think um, just a follow-up question around that, um, you know, back taxes or issues with the IRS, um, is it recommended that, uh, that people hire someone? And if so, I mean, I know you offer a service because you've been doing this some time and I've heard you speak and such, but is it that, you know, someone should do this on their own or should they hire? Um, what, a CPA? Should they hire an attorney? Can you just talk us through that? Who is the right resource? Do they need a resource or do they go directly to the IRS? I think that's a really good question. I think if you're someone who does not have a lot of knowledge as it relates to taxes, or if you want someone to really kind of walk you through that process, I strongly will recommend that you hire someone because it's a lot of different rules. It's things that I know that People don't even realize, like until I start talking to them, like, hey, did you know that you can do this? Or like if I might mention a 10-year statute rule or just so many different things, the first time penalty abatement or if you're a partnership and I'm just throwing out some things that I've seen in the last few years and you have all of these penalties. Well, that's something that could be done about that too because I'm just going to back up just a bit. But even partnership returns, when they file late, each partner um, it's penalized each month. And as a penalty abatement, you can get around that. So it's some things that a professional does know that you may not have this knowledge. And so that's why it is a good idea. And this is really is money well spent going to CPA, a tax attorney and trying to help them walk you through that process. What's the best way for people to go about finding the right person for them to work with them? 
I think referrals are key, you know, finding out, okay, talking to some friends and saying, hey, who did you work with? I think that's the best. Most of my business do come from word of mouth, you know. Um, so I would say word of mouth is probably the best. Talking to a friend and just trying to see, okay, who are you using? Do you have someone to recommend? Because everybody's not a one size fit all. So that's why it's a good idea to just kind of talk and meet with a few and just say, okay, is this the right person for me? But yeah, start that conversation pick up the phone, talk to your friends and say, hey, who are you using for CPA services? And that way you can decide who will be best for you. What are some key deductions of credits that everybody should be at least checking for? Well, I would say as we go towards the end of the year, there are a couple of different things that you might want to do. Um, when it comes to key tax deductions, key credits, first, I'm going to talk a little bit about the personal side. We know, number one, if you have children, this is definitely one thing you want to look at the child tax credit, making certain that you're claiming that credit because it could be a, an enormous amount at this time, right? I'm saying enormous, but definitely larger than the previous years, up to $3,600 at this time. Um, dependent care credit, if you have children, again, and you're paying for someone to watch your children, that's something else that you do want to look at, especially on the personal side. We talked a little bit about itemized deductions. You want to see whether or not you are able to itemize versus using the standard deduction. So that's something key to look at. When we flip over side to business, there are a couple of different things you want to look at. I have like a list in my head of what I believe are overlooked deductions. And one thing that I just actually spoke today and I talked about this early on today, but there's a deduction called was the bad debt expense. So meaning if someone owes you money, they never paid you, you can actually claim it as a deduction. There are some other rules before somebody just say, Kimberly said, I can do this, right? But generally speaking that, let's say for instance, if I use this area in New Orleans all the time, on a personal side, if I paid a contractor maybe $10,000 to renovate my home and this person ran away with the money, and I knew that in 2021 that they're not coming back to do any work is, is considered worthless. Well, I can take that as a deduction on my tax return. When we look on the business side, maybe you paid a subcontractor to do some work, person never did it, then that might be something that you can take as a business bad debt. So it's just some of those things you might want to look at. I'll say cell phone expenses for business, depreciation for business, um, credit card interest. Those are just a few that you want to think about when it comes to your deductions. And of course, putting money into a retirement account, whether you are individual or a business, that can also reduce your tax liability. And so I guess here's my question in terms of who do you need to have on your, I guess, financial team? If you or individual, regular Joe or Jane Doe is an individual, who do you need to have on your team? And if Jane Doe is a business owner, who does she need to have? So is it a bookkeeper, a CPA, a financial planner? Can you just break down who are the resources that like are nice to have versus need to have? Does that make I sense? It really does. I was going to answer it two different ways. And you kind of just mentioned the way it's going to answer two different ways. Well, number one, I do think that you do need someone that's doing your accounting. Like you said, started off with a bookkeeper. You do need a CPA because taxes are involved in everything, right? Um, you should also have a financial planner, you know, or if you don't have a financial planner, maybe consider, you know, someone even I know some people work for jobs that will provide a financial advisor or whatever the case. So that might even be an option. And then an attorney, you know, we don't think about attorneys. 
But attorneys are definitely needed. Even if it's just having an attorney to write a will for you, making sure you have a will in place because we know that's needed. Just really simple things. But especially in business, you definitely want to have an attorney. So I would say that's the four. But then I also think about like resources and processes that you should have, whether you're individual or business. Because I always think about being as a person, just thinking about personal you kind of run it as a business, right? <laughs> and so you should have like the financial meetings. And I just told someone this, even if it's with yourself, you know, send some time on your budget, looking at your finances and just kind of say, okay, what's going on? Putting your eye on it, you're just, you're probably more ahead in the game than so many people. And you can start saying, okay, I need to do this. And that's something that I adopted early on in life. And I can say now that I'm getting older, it has truly helped me. Kimberly, talk to me about some other things that particularly for people who either are starting businesses or owning businesses should be thinking about in terms of their best positioning for tax season. I think the biggest thing, and it's often not talked about a lot, is understanding what tax entity you should adopt early on. A lot of times small businesses may adopt, say, hey, I'll be a sole proprietor, so they're taxed as a sole proprietor. But if they take time and look out and say, wait, should I be a partnership? Should I be an S corporation? Should I be a corporation? whatever the case may be, that alone can help them save thousands of dollars in taxes. So I think more than anything, talking to your tax professional about, hey, which entity should I choose? Which one would also reduce my tax liability, tax burden? That is so key and I cannot stress that enough. And what is your take on e-filing? With direct deposit, without direct deposit? Does it matter how soon you get your money? Uh, I always have these question marks about quote unquote loans against your rebate, you know, talk to me about what, what your take is on that for most people. That's totally a loaded question. You got a lot in there. I wish I could talk so much about everything. <laughs> but number one, your first point as it relates to e-filing, that's definitely needed, especially during this time. You know, in 2021 alone, the IRS received so many uh, tax returns by paper and they were literally sitting in trailers for months. So which if you have the choice, you want to make sure that you e-file direct deposit because you may be waiting a long time from a check from the IRS. So that you should always make sure that they have your direct deposit. And then that last point, when you mentioned about the rapid loans, you really want to be careful about that because of course, that also comes with an increased cost when it comes to tax preparation, things of that nature. So do your best to try to stay away from those different type of loans. You know, this show is about faith and finance and, and you know, I already talked about the fear and trepidation that most of us, I would say, but certainly many of us, that's inspired in us when we think about tax season, even if we have everything right, even if, you know, and I, and I think of 2 Timothy uh, um, 1, 7 about, you know, God gave us not the spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind. That's what I keep telling myself during tax season. You, you do such a great job of reassuring your clients like you said, that we will get through this, it'll be all right. But talk to me about, about that aspect of your practice of how you help clients in terms of your, your own faith walk as a, as a professional. Definitely, I mean, I would not be here today without my own personal faith walk. Um, one of the things that many people may know, I wrote some of the books that I've written in the past were basically Christian-based, just about my faith. Mm -hmm. um, I, one of my first books, 21 Days of Powerful Breakthroughs, is on a version Bible app as a devotion plan. And it was literally, the book came, it wasn't that I was gonna write this book. I literally woke up each morning and I was just writing to God. And then at the end, it exploded into something else, more than 100,000 downloads and all of these things. But I say, say this, is that every morning, no matter how busy I am, 
I wake up, I start my day and I'm just really asking God, what do I do? How do I get through this? Cause it's not always easy. And I don't know how I would have made it without taking that time out each morning. Something I still do today, no matter how busy I am, I'm journaling every day. I'm sitting in my office and I have journals all around me, but it's something where I connect with God even before starting a busy day. And without that, I definitely don't know where I would be, but I would just say to anybody, you know, depending on who you are and how you want to approach it, but starting with God at the beginning of the day is definitely key. It just really is. And you know what? That's in alignment with scripture, right? Uh, seek first the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you could just, you know, boil that down to being very literal in terms of just starting anything starts with God. But, you know, one question, uh, and certainly we could stay down that path of really talking about God and all of this and how faith um, really as a guidance, you know, um, the word of the Lord says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all of the Bible is God written and God breathed appropriate for teaching us what is right and helping us to course correct what, what is wrong. And so, so much of it comes from there. And that's what I really appreciate about your ministry and your work to have all of those elements, particularly the faith piece. But one other thing before we move into that space, there seems to be, um, I'll say two systems of thought or two systems of operating when it comes to tax and money and wealth and taxes in particular. And that is, I had a girlfriend once tell me that, you know, she had a tax bill of let's say $30,000 and she knew it and I knew it, you paying too much taxes, you need to do something, that's just too much, right? And that's only recently, recently, because we're more educated, like that number sounds like we're missing something. So that's one aspect. I mean, of course she makes over a million a year. So that number could be really low, but on the opposite side, on the opposite side, people who don't look like us, they don't pay anything. They don't pay anything. And I'm going to give you the other story. And then I want to hear from you. I was once on a call and I heard the gentleman say that he doesn't pay any taxes and he didn't even pay for his daughter's college education. As a tax strategy, he hired his daughter, paid her a salary. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to, right, uh, to claim her as an adduction, uh, as a deduction, mm-hmm. but then she paid the tuition. Mm-hmm. So where people who look like us think about paying for tuition for our kitties, right? Like that's what we know. But then there seems to be a whole nother book, a whole nother guide, a whole nother manual on living and life and wealth that further puts us behind the eight ball because it it would never occur to us if you have a business, even if you don't have a business, start a business, hire your child, right? So that that $40,000 a year that you would pay for college, no, hire them, pay them, and let them pay for college. So I really, you know, I use those two stories just to say it always appears like there's two systems and we just don't know what other people know. And so we, you know, and so here we are. So anyway, what do you have to say about these two systems? I have a lot to say, of course. There's a lot of thoughts going through my head. Um, One of the things I mentioned early on, my dad hired me when I was 16, 17. He paid me through his business you know, when it was all legal and he took me out, I was a deduction. Bottom line, I was. 
And so I just think that one of the things is that when it comes to taxes, education is going to be key um, to reduce your taxes, to reduce tax strategies. And the reason why I say that, because I have a brother, he's an attorney, he's a CPA. And so we talk about a lot of this stuff, you know, like, hey, what needs to be done or this, that and other. But it does come down to education. There is a lot of things that could be done. I hear what you're saying, like it is two different systems, but it's going to come down to understanding how would this tax law work for you and me? Like, what's the best way to go about it? And that's why I talk to so many people and I say that coming to a CPA at April 15th is not the thing to do. You have to be proactive and start looking at it early on and saying, hey, what do I need to do? Do I need to change my tax entity? Do I need to take advantage of these deductions? But the best way that I can put it is that education is going to be key. And that's the only way you'll be able to reduce it to amount that you believe that is credible, that is legal, and still getting the best and the lowest rate of tax liability, depending on your certain situation. Thank you for that. And I'm going to just, I'm going to just a two, a 60 seconds on my soapbox. This is a sidebar to the sidebar to the sidebar. This is why our K through 12 system, education system is so screwed up. It's so backwards. If mm -hmm. I had kids in school, K through 12, I take them out for so many reasons. One, because of the history is that is not being told about people who look like us. And then two, in terms of what they're teaching and what kids are learning and what we're not learning. This is the kind of stuff that we should have been learning. We should be learning life skills. We should have been understanding how to be responsible and manage money. Not all of our parents understood it and could even um, pass down to us lessons and education and insight about some of the most important things in life, um, faith and finances. And so we are wrapping up. It's been um, an extremely informative uh, discussion for this show with Kimberly Washington, who is from Washington CPA. She is uh, not just um, a CPA, but she is an authority on taxes uh, from an IRS lens. And so if, if ever you needed an expert, she would be it. And it's something she said that I want to uh, bring her back in and then and then close out um, because this is so important for us to be good stewards of our wealth, being good stewards and learning what it is that we didn't learn, um, moving from the shame of you know just not knowing what we did not know. And um, so, Kimberly, you said it's our responsibility to our community. Can you just share that last part and then whatever takeaway you want to give us? Right. And so just piggyback what you were saying earlier, and I'm saying that education is key. So not only do we get educated as it relates to finances and taxes, but we it's our responsibility to pass it on. I purchased my first home at the age of 23. I have a nephew who's younger than me. And by the time he reached 23 years old, I made certain that he was in the same position where he can purchase his first home, which he did. And it's our responsibility to the younger generation, or even not the younger generation, even the older generation, to say, hey, do you know you can do it this way? Do you know you can do it this way? Do you know you can save money this way? And that's how I got into this space. And it's something that I'm always going to do, just sharing that knowledge, because it is our responsibility to make certain that everybody understands what steps they can take. So they can take that deduction in a business or whatever the case may be. It is truly our responsibility. Listen, we're so glad that you joined us for Be Lifted Up, Kimberly. We definitely got to have you back. Um, thank you for everything you do. 
Um, quickly, what's the best way people can stay in touch with you? You want to give us a web address? Yes, they can follow me at KimSense on social media or visit me at Kimberly.com. It's Kimberly with three E's, K-E-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y.com. And that's where they can see some of the information, things that I'm doing, find out information about my business and also the books that I've written in the past as well. Excellent. You've been listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. with DC Marshall. We'll see you next time. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.